I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X Files, a podcast about the X Files sometimes, but it's mostly about us. Uh huh. Allison Courtney. And just what's going on in our lives. And what we think are is cool. <laughs> so what's what's hanging? What's uh, crackalacking? My testicles, they just dropped. Oh, congratulations. Can't you tell? <laughs> Look, a lot of people go through a lot of trouble just dropping their voice a little bit. What did you do? Oh, I got a terrible cold. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's great. Tried and true. That laugh is very good. Oh, thank you, my husky boy laugh. Yeah, it's very jolly. <laughs> Ooh, that hit it again. <laughs> I can't do it yeah. on command. I'll just make you laugh all the time. <laughs> we are on the pen ultimate episode pen ultimate of season seven of the x-files that means we have season eight and season nine and then we're done we're done we're so close and this is a real wacky one. Oh boy a real knee slapper usually when we have a pen ultimate episode it's a two-parter uh-huh. and it's very serious uh-huh. this was like they had given up yeah, it was. Well, now here is what happened. Okay, tell me. Is that Vince Gilligan really wanted to direct an episode. Okay. Um, but he didn't feel he was ready. And then at the end of season seven, they're like, oh, we might not get any more seasons. Okay. So he's like, oh, I'll just do it now. He rushed it. Yeah. Is this the first episode Vince Gilligan directed? Yeah. And he was very nervous. And he said he had anxious diarrhea leading up to it. I had anxious diarrhea watching it. Yeah. So, I mean, he did his job. <laughs> he made us feel something. I guess. <laughs> I feel bad. He wrote The Breaking Bad. Yeah, he did write The Breaking Bad. And directed The Breaking Bad? Uh-huh. Maybe. I don't know. But also, an episode of The X-Files about a genie. Well, yeah, he's written lots of other ones. His are usually knee slappers. Uh, Says who? uh, No exception. Okay, why don't you read that descriptiono, Alison? This was season 7, episode 21, called Je suis hate, which means I wish in French. No, it means I am hate. (laughs) Je suis hate. Je suis hate. (laughs) Uh, Here's the description. A fiendish fairy tale unfolds in a southern town as Mulder and Scully learn about the dangerous ramifications of wish fulfillment. Did someone just read the monkey paw? Yeah. What? Hey, Allison. Yeah. If you, if I just whipped out a monkey paw, and the monkey paw had one finger up, the good finger, you know. <laughs> what? How? What wish would you wish on the monkey paw? I wish for more monkey paws. And then the monkey paws would flood the room, and their fingers would be all in your mouth, and it would just be terrible. Not just in my mouth. Oh, Wink. no. Wish come true. <laughs> There's no way you can make this a bad wish, monkey paw. What would you wish for? Um, one less monkey paw. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then it disappear. Okay. And then I'm done. The curse is over. <laughs> okay. I am a genius when it comes. Yeah. <laughs> you could have sold that a little. <laughs> Friends, we uh, haven't recorded much together this season, but I did see Allison's Thousand Mile Stare. 
as they as they were <laughs> contemplating how much of a genius I was, and it did not register very well. <laughs> Let's get started. Okay. Um, I watched this episode a week ago. I watched it yesterday. So, good luck. <laughs> Though, I did start out, there are two people. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it was the A&W guy as a boomer. Yeah. Uh, and Patton Oswalt as a millennial. No, this man. Who this, is this, this man? This man is Kevin Wiseman. Yeah. It's the name of the actor. Okay. Um, and he, for me, is best known as Marshall Flinkman in Alias. <gasps> yeah, buddy. <gasps> he did all the gadgets. Oh. And then sometimes he got to go on missions, and when he did, it was like pretty dope. Oh, I was wondering who he was. I went through his IMD page, IMD page, <laughs> and then I scrolled. <laughs> And I just couldn't find what I was looking for, but I did not scroll back far enough, apparently. That's Flinkman, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's what his agent says, actually. Wow. He was like my favorite character. Yeah, he was the best. That show sucked. (laughs) It's kind of goofy. That show drew my attention, if only because Alias' dad, the Yeah, Victor Garber. His ears stuck out at... Like, right angles. Yeah. You know what about Victor Garber is interesting to me? What? He's got a really hot husband. Does he? Yeah. Dang. (laughs) Way to swing up. Oh, hell yeah. So, we have a boomer, we have a millennial. And they're in an episode of Storage Wars. Oh. I watch that a lot. Yeah? I watch that more than I should have. Allison? Yeah. I think it is reality TV show corner. Now that you just mentioned one reality TV Yay. show. Do, 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 do. Let's talk about your favorite reality t- show, TV show um, and give us a recap. Oh, are you the one? Yeah. There was a fivesome. <laughs> what? Yeah. So these two, I was going to say characters, but they're really <laughs> humans. Um, these two people who are involved with each other, Kai and Jenna. Um, even though they shouldn't be involved anymore because they no. know that they're not a perfect match and also they have a very toxic relationship. They went to the boom boom room, right? Yeah. Um, and as then, you do. As you do when you want to boom boom. <laughs> and then three other um, women uh, heard them in the boom boom room yeah. and they were all drunk and they were like, hey, what if we just uh, tap in? And then they did. They just tapped in. They tapped right in. Millennials, am I right? And then the and then the next day everyone was like, I heard there was a five sum. And <laughs> <laughs> And there was a five sum. At that point in your relations, mm. like five five is a scary number. Yeah. Cause it's an odd number. Yeah. And so at one point, mm. you might be the the odd, the odd person out. Well, here's the thing, right? If it's not big enough to create a circle, yeah, then there's gonna be a there's gonna be an engine and a caboose. Yeah, seven is great. Seven, you could, I feel like you could decently Three? make a circle. Cool. Yeah. Five, I would be number five, just sitting there with my fucking dick in my hand, like, what do I do? <laughs> where, tag where do I me put in. This? Tag me in, buddy. <laughs> Oh, man. But the show just got to my favorite part of any season. Yeah. The inevitable blackout. Oh, no. So it was their fifth matchup ceremony, and they didn't get any matches. Any beams. 
And oh, I thought you said beams. <laughs> no, beams, beams of light. Okay. Signify correct matches. Yeah. Um, and the best part about that is it's like, look to your left, look to your right. No one that anyone is sitting with is their perfect match. Fuckers. <laughs> and then they all get really upset and then they usually throw a big party and they all get nasty. Nice. And it's going to be hyper nasty because these people are queer. <laughs> we nasty trash people. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Did the five sum sit in the booth together. No, you can't. You've got to be twosomes. I think they should just go poly with all this. I I don't think anyone would ever win. There would be too many complicating factors. Like You'd never be able to crack that. That's true. Math, am I right? Yeah. That's what keeps us apart. Like, what if you send two people into the truth booth and it's a no match, and then will you just add one another person as a perfect match now? No one's ever going to be, be able great. to figure that out. <laughs> Body math is hard. Like, it's a good lifestyle, but it's not a good game show. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this has been our episode of Reality T- TV, You and Me, and I can't wait to go back and see what happens. That's at the definitely end. what it's called now, Reality TV, You, you and, and Me, because <laughs> that's what this is for. Yeah, everyone tuned in is like, oh, this this episode of the X Files is my favorite, and we're gonna fucking talk about queer people having a five. <laughs> 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 Jokes on you. Okay, so Marshall, Marshall, oh. this character. If this episode took place in 2019, yeah. absolutely would have been radicalized already as a fucking red pill incel. <laughs> oh, no. Do you not agree? Yes, I do so badly. <laughs> <laughs> like this oh, guy, the no. just shitty chip on his shoulder kind of guy who thinks the whole world's against him. Or, let me take it back a little, incel, but for boats. <laughs> He really loved boats, but no boat would have him. Courtney, I believe that's called in sail. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> he is sitting there. He's look, look. There are ten storage wars waiting mm. to happen, but he's he's not there to fuck around. He's got his boat magazine. He takes out the fucking centerfold. Oh, he like a uh, the big boats. He like a uh, the bowsprit. <laughs> what? That's the, that's the, on the front of the boat is a big, like, thing that sticks out. Oh. Uh, Sometimes it's got a naked lady on it. Can I just say poop deck? I mean, you can just say it, but it doesn't have any context. Look, it's funny. Poop is funny. Anyway, he liked the big boat, but he don't like a work. Right? He got boats. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, he hates to work. He He doesn't want to work. His boss is like, clean out this storage container. And he's like, I wish you'd just shut up. And he's like, wait for this post-capitalist society to be over. Mm. Yeah. So everyone gets a boat. And then he goes... Because of climate change? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he goes to the thing, and there's a carpet, and he unrolls the carpet. There's a lady inside. Oh, this is going to be a goofy one. Oh, boy. And the musical sting when he unrolls this lady carpet God. is bonkers. Like, Mark Snow is just... I wrote down in my notes, oh, Mark Snow, you shouldn't have... He's just in the prime of his life. It's just like he's on top of his game. The X-Files has gone a downhill, but him, mm, he's on the apex, baby. <laughs> he's ready with those, like, wacky sounds. A lady came out. Yeah. Uh, Marshall Flinkman was very lucky to find uh, the very rare white woman gin. I hate it. Uh-huh. Thanks. There is an explanation later in the episode for why she's white. Uh, but it still sucks. Is it that she was Parisian? 
Yeah, she was ah. French from the Middle Ages, and then she asked a genie to make her powerful and live forever, and the genie's like, okay, oh, fuck off. Oh, there was only white people in France forever? Yeah, that's what I've uh, I've been told by this episode. Oh. That, that's the explanation of why she white. <laughs> They're like, let's pick a white place. France. <laughs> hey, friends, welcome to this episode of Why She White. <laughs> why She White? I don't know. Choices. Guess what? People of color existed everywhere, all the time. All the time. That, I think, scares people. Yeah, they don't want to, because that's not the history that they've been taught. They're like, Europe? Mm. In the 1400s? Is that medieval? Fif- Probably. Fi- yeah, 15th century. Yeah, 15th century. I'm a history teacher. Mm. Oh, all, all margarine white. Wait. Spread it on that mm. white bread. Incorrect. Not true. Not true. Sorry. Oopsie. Whoops. Oopsie-doodle. <laughs> Stop getting up in arms about TV shows, my dude. Well, okay. So she white, but she a gin. Yeah. Can we discuss Mulder? Now, we will discuss Mulder being right, of course, that uh, she is uh. a gin. Um, but he, the way he pronounces what she is. Ginia. Ginia. This gin, baby. <laughs> <laughs> It's gin, baby, which is a huge part of Islamic culture. Yeah, it's also like, okay, so I looked it up and and gin uh, gin can either mean specifically a genie or just any supernatural entity. Yes. Um, And it... uh, Like ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. First it it, um, came into existence in pre-Islamic Arabian culture and then was folded into Islamic mythology. I think they're like in the Quran as well. Yeah. Like they're fully, fully, fully... When my when I worked at the Muslim school, like they went to um, Islamic studies and they came back talking about like jinns. I was like, dope. <laughs> They're like, let's talk about ghosts. I'm like, hell Whoa. yeah. Um, okay, so this man, the man that Marshall Flingman works for, the boomer. Yeah, his Marshall's wish got granted, and the man, his mouth goes away. And you know what is the thing about a, your mouth going away? What is that if you have a butt chin, it makes it real pronounced. <laughs> Man, you got to grow a goatee at least. <laughs> if you grow a goatee and you have no mouth, does the goatee go all the way up? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Think about the soul patch possibilities of that predicament. <laughs> I love it. So Mulder is talking to this man with no mouth in his office. And yeah. Skelly comes in and she's like, who's that? Yeah. And then she sees the guy and, uh, and his mouth has been... Uh, Sort of sliced open. Sliced. So it's almost as if he grew a skin over his mouth. You know what he is? What? A dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught it. You want to know how I got these scars? (laughs) Why so serious? (laughs) Oh, I killed Courtney. (laughs) Okay, space get us one second. Allison, we talked about this. (laughs) You can't fucking... Can't you can't you just can't? <laughs> but my voice. <laughs> did you get a cold just for that bit? Yeah, I did. Is is that why you have the full Joker makeup <laughs> yeah, too? I do. You asked to borrow my lipstick it makes in the bathroom. Me feel safe. Allison asked to go to the washroom. They came back and it's like full. <coughs> just it's funny because some people just use lipstick across their lips. You just did everything but the lips. Yeah, that's how I like it. That's a full like a ridge Joker. Yeah, not many people know that, but we're comics geeks. Oh God, 
This is what Bruce Tim wanted. <laughs> okay. So, Marshall has some wishes. He's got some wishes. He wished one for mouth. For mouth, no mouth. No mouth. Yeah. Wish two, gotta get that boat, baby. <laughs> Just. Ships ahoy. Where were they located? Do you remember? I don't remember the state, um, but I do remember that they lived in a trailer park, okay. which made me wonder how many of the X-Files wacky episodes take place in low-income neighborhoods. A hundred percent. Fact. <laughs> Now, a lot of the United States is does not have water yeah. in them. <laughs> That's geography. <laughs> Lakes, never heard of them. Don't know them. Here's the thing. And when you wish for a boat, he just it just a boat appeared outside their ding dong house. Yeah. Well, what you got what are you gonna do with that? And he's mad at the genie. Yeah. Like, why'd you just? Why aren't you put in the water? And, and she's, she's like, like, "What water? There's no water in the state. We drink Coca Cola." Well, you want me to drop it in one of the Finger Lakes? Finger Lakes. You know the Finger Lakes? No, I don't know. You've the never heard of the Finger Lakes? No. They're in one of those northern states. That really cuts it down. Is that where you get? You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're, they're the- not shaped like fingers at all. You just have a real rad oh, time. Oh, yeah. You go to the finger legs. You know you're having a good time. <laughs> then you go to the great legs. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Jesus. <laughs> they're great. Uh, okay. So he wishes Marshall is an incel. Yeah. So wishes to be invisible so he can look at bubes. But also his brother. Yeah. So the gin oh, yeah, is the trying brother. to the gin is trying to convince Marshall without actually saying any words um, that he should wish for his brother who's a, using a mobility scooter to be able to walk again. Yeah. Um, and uh, I want to talk about this brother. Yeah. Who's played by Will Sasso, who who, who is, is featured in what? Uh, well, he's from Langley. Oh, cool. And also he was on Mad TV. You know, he had that vibe about him. Yeah. And also, he was in a, uh, drumroll, some 41 music video. What? Yeah. Still waiting. Still waiting? Is that his claim to fame? No, MedTV's his claim to oh, fame. okay. That's unfortunate. <laughs> hey, y'all remember Stuart? Oh, God. Uh, I hated <laughs> that so much. Just watching that bit made me feel physically uncomfortable. Uh, that was... All of Mad TV, actually. Yeah. Physically uncomfortable. Absolutely. That's what we grew up with. Yeah. See, here's the thing. They knew this feature was coming, so they thought, you know what? We're going to have to really fine-tune millennials to feel really uncomfortable about their surroundings. So they made Mad TV. That checks out. And we're actually better for it. <laughs> no. Oh, God. So th- do you want to mm. talk about this whole thing with, like, the disability situation? Right now, or you want to talk about Mussolini and Nixon? Let's talk about Mussolini and Nixon. Okay. <laughs> well, first, let's talk about the cool... So, okay, so he does turn invisible. Yeah. And then he crosses the street to look at some boobs. Yeah. And then he... just two people with boobs, like, fixing a... Yeah, and he was like, bike? horny, nice. <laughs> I'll let daddy get in there. Look, my boat is on land. I can't get it up. I gotta go see some ladies. With, who are wearing, like, a polo shirt? Like a tank top and bike shorts. What is he going to do? I don't just, like, leer at them. Motorboat them? Jesus. But he gets hit by a truck, thank yeah. God. Thank 
God. Um, and then he gets his body gets wheeled in to Scully's autopsy room, mm-hmm. and he. It's, but he's invisible still, and she covers him with yellow powder, and that actually was a pretty cool scene. Yeah, is his blood visible too? Yeah, every part of him. Well, how did he? How did they find him? Um, because he, so there was a scene where you see like the imprint of his body in the grass beside the highway, oh. and then a kid bikes and trips over him, <clears throat> and all he smells pretty bad. The smell's not invisible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so Mulder and Skelly find out more about the guy that yeah. owned the locker. And he was, like, this, like, super rich guy in the 70s. And there's a picture, like, the gin. They saw the gin at Marshall Flintman's house. Yeah. And then he's also the picture with the guy that owned the storage locker. And then... And then she he was she was Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then there's pictures of her with Mussolini and with Nixon, which brings us to the most important part of this oh. podcast. da 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 uh, Nixon watch? I have devised, <laughs> I spent a good 20 minutes on this. I have devised what I think, if Nixon had a gin, yeah. what his three wishes were. Oh, I cannot fucking wait. You think this is going to be funny, but it's actually it's just based not, in history. Because he's really an awful man. Oh, a terrible man who did war crimes. Yeah, many yeah. of, hey, many of them. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so his first wish yes. is, I think, what happened during his first vice presidency. Really? Yes. Okay. He was, okay, so he's he's vice president um, to Eisenhower. Yeah. He's doing, Eisenhower's giving him more power than vice presidents usually get. Yeah, and Eisenhower's a fucking big anti-communist, big wig, like, general fuck, just, like, is an awful person. Oh, yeah. Um, so Nixon is like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I've got more power than vice presidents usually get, but I really want a chance. I wish I had a chance to prove that I'm presidential material. Okay. Boom, Eisenhower has a heart attack. Oh, I mean, I'm okay with that. No, but then Nixon had to step in. Yeah. And take care of stuff while Eisenhower was ill. That's true. And, you know, that was when people were like, oh, he could really do this. Okay. Second wish. Second wish. I wish that JFK doesn't run in 1960. <gasps> Conspiracy. A genie killed JFK. <laughs> she was sitting on the grassy knoll. Wait, 1960. No, 1964. Yeah, I was going to say he was. <coughs> that wish didn't take. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, I wish, I wish JFK doesn't run in 1964. Yeah. And then he doesn't because he dies. Yeah. Um, and uh, Nixon's like, oh, that's not what I meant. Oopsie. Um, but, he, but it was, though. But it was. But it really, um, but hey, he, it really was. He still doesn't run in 1964 because yeah. he doesn't think he could beat LBJ. Yeah. And then... Because LBJ all the way. But who does run? Barry Goldwater. <gasps> Are we bringing it back to Barry? We're bringing it all the way back to Barry. Everything has led up to this, Allison. <laughs> so, Nixon fully supports Barry Goldwater. Yes. In a disastrous run for president. Yup. And then his final wish... I wish that nobody blames me for this. And he was one of the few Republicans that people did not blame for the Goldwater disaster. That's true. So that's his third wish. It allowed him to get elected in 1968. And everything from then on, that's all him. But how did it go bad? Like, it just didn't go bad for him? Because I thought the the whole thing was it just went bad. It went bad, but but he was not blamed for it going bad. Like No, No, I meant... I meant the genie thing. Oh, the genie thing. Because it seemed like everyone, 
everyone, I guess, I mean. Well, that's the thing. He gets the presidency. Yeah. And then he has to fucking be the president. <laughs> and he's bad at it. Oh, I didn't want this at all. Because he gets in there. That's true. Like, he gets elected because the wish allowed That's him to get it. elected. You know Tet what? Tet Offensive is happening. Yeah. He starts on the wrong note. Yeah. He starts doing war crimes. Oops. And then, and then he goes to the Watergate. Then he goes, he doesn't. Watergate gate, as it's called. The water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Watergate gate was actually this thing where it's like, okay, so the Watergate hotel yeah. had this gate where you have to get into it. And it says push, but he tried to pull and he fell over. And it was, it was just really, real everyone awful. was like, that was ridiculous. Nothing and you can't happened. be president anymore. And you know what was ironic? Carter had the genie too. <laughs> but it went real wrong for him. <laughs> okay. okay. Tell me about uh, Mussolini. Oh, man. Mine was not as inspired as yours. <laughs> um, I got into it. Did you, uh, so Mussolini's three mis- wishes. Number one, trains run on time. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Nailed it. That's so obvious, right? Because, like, how really? else are you going to make how it else, happen? How else? They ran, <laughs> fucking ran on time. But here's the thing. No one had a watch. That's how the genie did That's it. That's how the genie did it. Got rid of all, all watches, watches, all clocks, all sundials. Now it's like, uh, I mean, I guess they are. Uh, number two, just a really nice hat. Oh, yeah. You know his cool fez? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, give me a fucking That was the only awesome wish. Hat. That was the only wish that was actually a positive. Yeah. Um, so that was good for him. Uh the second one was or the third one, the last one was for his people to fully recognize what the country under fascism has become. And that's when the people rose up and captured him and his family and strung him up in a uh, square and, and uh, set them on fire and beat them to death. Now, what did he think the outcome of that wish was going to well, be? Well, he thought it would be positive. Oh, they'd be like, hey, we love fascism it. Was we good. love it under fascism here in Italy. Yeah. You did a great job. We've been at war since like 1921. I honestly love that I never know what time it is. <laughs> But the trains, the plentiful, always there. Yeah, that was his. Yeah, I love it. Okay, good, great. God, you you pooped me that first one. What the, the trains? trains? <laughs> it's just so obvious, <laughs> right? So that's uh that was the the things that needed to happen for Mussolini and, Mussolini and Nixon. Corny. Yeah, I wish we could play this game forever. <laughs> Just pick historical figures and tell me what their three wishes were? Yeah. That would explain a lot about history and why it goes so wrong so quickly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's a cyclical, like, historic thing that we're like, why? Like, we know why economy has a cyclical, like, up and down. Why does history? This explains it Just all. Just gins all over the gins fucking blaze. all the way down. <laughs> oh, boy. What do you think, uh... Adelaide's uh, fucking three wishes were. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't even begin to know. <laughs> One, not working with Nixon. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about the brother. Because now the brother has the genie. Right? Sorry, I just said it, took a five second break to think about Dan Quayle. Um, go on. <laughs> Dan Quayle's wish would be that he didn't become president. Yeah, and also to not have to go to Guatemala. <laughs> Oopsie. But also something, something potatoes. Okay. Yeah. Um, the brother. The brother. Marshall's brother. 
so he's in a little utility scooter. Yeah. A mobility scooter. And the genie is just like laying. He And now the genie belongs to him. Yeah. I guess. Because he's unrolled her. Really? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know how genies work. So um, he now has three wishes. Yeah. And she's just really laying it on thick about like, eh, your legs? Uh? Mm? And it's, I don't want to give credit to the X-Files, but the um, Mad TV alumni, this this man, he's like, oh, a solid gold we- wheelchair? That would be actually pretty sweet. Because for him, it's like, yeah, like, this is a thing that is in my life. And you know what? Yeah. I mean, if the X-Files was a good show, it might have actually made that overt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Look, I may be looking into these things. Because <laughs> that's all I have. What were his three wishes? Um, He wished that his brother was alive again or yeah. was back and so he uh, Marshall comes back and he's a zombie yeah and then he wished that his brother could talk and Marshall just starts yelling scream and then he says I'm cold yeah and then his third wish I don't think oh that he had legs yeah and then that's when Marshall sets the house on fire and explodes it and her legs fly everywhere yeah yeah and then Mulder and Scully get hit and they're like whoa they get hit with the legs no with the explosion oh Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Fuck. So now Fox Mulder gets the three wishes. Yeah. How? He unrolls her. Why? No, she's already unrolled. No, she said that he unrolled her. Shouldn't she be in like a pot or something? Nope, it's Just rug. Like the, oh, God. Um, And then he... <coughs> excuse me. He asked her about how she got to be here. I just... Uh, Pushed my glasses into my face. Um, and she's like, well, I was a peasant in 15th century France, and I wished for a bag of unlimited turnips. And, um, yeah. And then she became a gin. And then I wished for turf bangs. <gasps> I said turf bangs. <laughs> I said it. I looked at her. I was like, hmm. Let me get my measuring <laughs> implement out. Ooh, yes. Ooh, them turf bangs. <laughs> Dang. When I saw that, when that became, when that went on my radar, I, uh, I, 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 I looked through Twitter. Yeah. And um, I got it. Yeah. It's a real thing. It's a thing. Just like the bisexual haircut. Yeah. And not, not all turfs, not all people that have turf bangs are turfs. No. But damn, but there's damn. a correlation. But gorsh. But gorsh. <laughs> okay. Oh, That's going to so, help you uh, out this Pride season. <laughs> yeah. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for them bangs. Also keep an eye out for the bisexual haircut. Wink. Right? <laughs> they ready. A two party. <laughs> okay. So she she was a little girl. She got turnips and she's like, what else could I wish for? Yeah. Power? And instead of toppling like feudalism, um, the genie, <laughs> the genie gave her powers, and now she a genie. Yeah, yeah. And she hates it. It was a curse, technically. And oops. And isn't everything a curse, though? Yeah. Uh, uh, so by telling Mulder the story, she's like, "I wish you would wish me, me to free. be free, like in Aladdin." When was this written? Well, after. Like- because oh, yeah. Aladdin was 95? For sure, because this is like 2001. Aladdin was 95? I mean, yeah. 
Right? That's some classic genie shit. I mean, I'm sure the mythos of a genie wanting to be free and then a really nice person setting them free, I'm sure, like, that's been in culture, in cultural writings for a long time. But, like, Aladdin just came out, my dude. <laughs> Um, I have a question about the genie. Yes. Uh, well, I do appreciate that she's not like, you know, um, a, a walking stereotype, s- sultry, seductive genie that's yeah. trying to fuck Mulder. You mean like Jasmine when uh, Jafar like made her sexy? Yeah. Oh. Um, I do want to ask the question: Why she got to be a bitch though? Turf bangs, my dude. <laughs> because there's only two types of women on the X Files: Crohn's uh, and Jezebels, and moms. Madonnas. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Madonna. Yeah, the Madonna and the whore. I didn't know that. That's a like a. <gasps> Is that why she named herself Madonna? Maybe, but that's like a like a um a duology between yeah. like women that are mothers and women that are sexually active. Because mm. <laughs> people who are moms are not sexual. <laughs> Look, that's how you get yourself in the trouble in the first. And place. That's what that Alanis Morissette song was about. It is ironic, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> I thought you meant, what if God was one of us? <laughs> he would be a whore. Oh, man. Um, Remember Joan of Arcadia? No, that was a good show. I don't. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mulder uh, wishes for peace <clears throat> on Earth. Yeah. And so everyone disappears. Because that's the only way to make that happen. The end of humanity? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wait, was everyone gone or did they just freeze frame? They were gone because he was. Uh, he went into Skinner's office. Yeah. And then when she reversed to, the to, wish. She would ejaculate on his desk. Oh, to jerk it for sure. Fuck, right? Uh, and then when he when he undid the wish, um, Skinner and all his uh, FBI friends were back and they were like, what the fuck are you doing here? And Mulder was out with his just He's just like, I just right came to hands. jerk it on your desk, sir. <laughs> Isn't that, that was in my calendar. Did you not see that? What was his second wish? I don't remember. Oh, second wish was for everyone to be back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, and then the third wish, he starts typing out this, like, intense legal document so that she can't possibly misinterpret it. And then Skelly gives him this talk about how, like, you know. A lecture. I don't know. Yeah, about how, like. Someone uses the B word. (coughs) He does. He calls her a bitch. (gasps) Dang, X-Files, calling it like it is. Um, Scully's like, you can't wish for other people to be better, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then so he um, ostensibly makes his third wish, and then he goes and has a beer with Scully, and they watch Caddyshack. I'm all right. Ain't nobody worried about me. And then you're meant to watch Caddyshack, and then it's a very nice arc. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see the genie, and she's just uh, she's drinking a cup of coffee, and she's lost her genie jewel. And uh, genie jewel, she had that little gem. Oh, that was the. Mark- I thought she just killed a man. No, that was the mark of the gin. Is that? Uh huh. Okay. According to the episode, interesting. And uh, she's free, and we're like, okay, the episode is over now. And then that's it. That was the penultimate episode. <laughs> Damn, dude. Now I don't know if you mentioned it on this podcast, but you mentioned it to me that like. They thought this was going to be the last season. Yeah, for sure they did. And then they got two more seasons. Oopsie. Whoops. So this is the note that they wanted to go out on? Yeah, they were like, bye, haters. Well, I guess the next episode will be the note they want to go out on. Oh, I can't wait. (sighs) Ooh. Mmm. I can't. Ooh. I can't wait. (laughs) Jesus. Let's rate this fucker. Okay. I ran on a spooky scale. One is not spooky. 
five is so spooky. I give this a negative three. Okay. I rate on a rage scale it goes from one, which means it's a great episode and I loved it, all the way to first person shooter. And I'm going to give this a six. Yeah, fucking, I don't know. Wah. Wah. Like as, as what Luigi would say, wah. Or the or the French or the or the French. Je suis hate. Mwah. <laughs> Sorry, Quebecois. <laughs> okay, look, Allison. Yeah, this episode of the X Files was mm. a real stick in the mud. Yeah, and I want to refresh my palate. Okay, how do I do so with a good podcast? Oh, you know what? Yeah. Um. There's actually this little podcast network that we're a part of mm-hmm. called the Major Cast Network. <gasps> what? Uh, I know, right? And they actually have a lot of amazing podcasts. Um, from from cool, funny people that like to talk about media and uh, other stuff. So, uh, you know what? You actually might like this one. Hello there. My name is Katie Wright, and I host Brett Easton Hell Yes. The only podcast dedicated solely to the works of Brett Easton Ellis. Who is Brett Easton Ellis, you may ask? Well, he is the author of such generation-defining novels as American Psycho, Less Than Zero, and The Rules of Attraction. He famously took on such topics as the nihilism and pessimism of the 80s, the entitlement of the wealthy, uh, and the evils of capitalism. Sounds great, right? Well, it's not that simple, because he's also the man who recently wrote a book that's just basically about how much he triggers millennials, Uh, and he's also the man who once famously said that women can't direct. there's a lot to unpack with Brett Easton Ellis. He's wonderful and terrible. I love him as much as I hate him, and I hope that in listening to this podcast, you will come to feel the same way. So please join me on my journey through the wildly inconsistent and problematic, but deeply delightful sometimes works of Brett Easton Ellis on Brett Easton Hell Yes every Sunday on the Major Casts Network. Yes. Okay. Uh, That's and, my new character. Now. Oh, I don't care. I don't care for that. I'm gonna bring him right into season eight. Oh God. Um, and uh, if you do enjoy Major Cast content, our podcast, other podcasts, you can um, support us at our Patreon. It's Patreon.com/slash/MajorCasts. Just one dollar. One dollar a month really helps us out. Mm, that's twelve dollars in total. Yeah. In a year. What can you buy for $12? Nothing. Because society is broken. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> but if you want society to be better, you know how you can make it better? Help artists like us. I was going to say just wish for it. And oh. then that was going to be a segue into artist segment. Okay, let's try that one again. You know, if you, you know how you could um, make society better? Tell me. Just wish for it. Just squeeze wish. I hate everything. Okay. Um. So I would like to read to you. This is a personal X file. Oh yeah. Uh. Well, a personal wiki how. Yeah. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X file. 
<laughs> and I were too lazy to do another theme song. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, you know, it's hard to find a genie these days. Gosh. Uh, it's even harder to Me? find a monkey paw. God, I go through Craigslist on the daily <laughs> trying to find me a paw at least. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter what kind of paw, I'll take anything. But you know what? There are lots of out there that you can wish on. What? Stars. <sighs> what? The big burning balls of gas in the sky? Yeah. So I'm going to tell you how to wish on a star. Oh, thank you, Wik- hmm. WikiHow. WikiHow says, wishing on a shooting star is one of the classic ways to try and make your dreams come true. I think you mean <laughs> classic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're on a roll today. I just really want lunch. <laughs> uh, well, if you're willing to open your mind to the possibility of magic in the universe, <gasps> going out into nature and looking for a shooting star to wish upon is an excellent technique for strengthening your aspirations. Or it was a conspiracy theory led by Big Disney and their mouthpiece, Jimmy Cricket. Big, big Cricket. <laughs> um, okay, method one of three. Oh, well, this is great because it's very not very complicated because there's only three methods. Finding the right star. Oh. Look up the date of the next meteor shower. Okay. Shooting stars are not, in fact, stars at all. What? They're meteors, which are made up of pieces of interplanetary rocks or debris. Wait, um, so why do they call it a wishing star? People dumb. (laughs) Find a calendar of the next meteor shower and drive out to a dark, secluded place. Don't get murdered. (laughs) Or do, maybe that's what you're wishing for. Okay. Wait, (laughs) is that your kink? (laughs) Two, get out of the city. Okay, wait. Okay. In order to wish on a star, you have to be able to see the stars. Duh! (laughs) Because of light pollution, it's nearly impossible to see stars in cities or even large towns or suburbs at night. Unless you're in Hollyweird, am I right? Stars everywhere! Oh my god. (laughs) Three, choose an observation spot. Lie on your back or sit so that the stars and night sky are filling up your field of vision. Ooh. That's method one. Oh, that's just method one. That's method one. Get out. Into the dark. And look at the stars, and just baby. Lay it doesn't even tell you how to wish, though. No. It just says, look at look at a meteor. Look at it. Look at <laughs> it. <laughs> Here's method, look at it. method two of three. Choosing what to wish for. Oh, okay. Okay. Think of all the things you want to wish for. You probably won't see a lot of shooting stars in one night, so you have to be discerning in what you wish for. Uh. Think of things that you've always wanted. A million dollars. A house, a jumbo-sized vanilla shake. It could be anything. Look. <laughs> I, there's a lot of things that I want in life. Yeah. Um, a jumbo-sized shake is number one. That'll clean you right out. <laughs> <laughs> that would fix a lot of my problems. I would wish to have one dollar more than Jeff Bezos. You, it... There's no money. Then there would just not be enough money on the earth. No, it's new money. Oh. I'm going to fuck up the economy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Get it. They're going to be printing money like it's fucking toilet paper. 1984. <laughs> <laughs> um, two, write down your wish on paper. I don't think you can do that. 
if you're having trouble deciding between wishes, write down a list of all of them and oh. choose a few through a process of elimination. Pro cons, pro cons. Pro cons, pro cons, yeah, con it. pros. Um, write or say your wish as if it has already happened. This is a manifestation technique that some think help wishes to gain potency. If you believe in yourself and your dreams, they're more likely to come true. Ah, the secret. And there's a little image of a, a boy with his hand on his chest that says, I'm hardworking and intelligent and capable of getting a better job. Friend, no one's going to help you with that. <laughs> Four, don't wish to change another person. That's what we learned in this episode. It's impossible to control or change someone else. Imagine if someone else made a wish and asked for you to fall in love with them, for you to be more beautiful or successful. Okay. Okay. Well, these are elements that only you can control. You can wish for things on other people's behalf. For example, you can say a wish. You could say, I wish that Todd gets his second interview this next week. Todd? Would you waste your wish on Todd? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fucking wish on Todd. No, no matter how good the <coughs> dick may be, no wish, honey, is worth. It's not useful to say something like, I wish Todd had a nicer smile and also didn't like watching football so much. <laughs> I feel like this WikiHow author has a lot of baggage. <laughs> I feel like Todd needs I to get out of the house. Wish Todd would pay attention to me. <laughs> I hope Todd finally gets a job. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like literally Todd's the, my dream boy, but he watches the football <laughs> and not the kids. Are you are you in this in this situation? Are you I don't know. Oh, the my, wifey? My brain no. broke. Or it's I was going to say um uh on the bleachers. Oh, you're on the bleachers and he's also watching the football? What? I'm so lost. Okay. okay. <laughs> Method three of three, making the wish. We need a wiki out for this fucking podcast. Yeah. Look for a shooting star. Okay. Once you're situated in a good place for stargazing with a yeah. wish on your mind. Got it. You've got to keep an eye out for a shooting star. Okay. Don't stare at the sky for too long. Your eyes will burn out. Take a few breaks every half hour to let what? your eyes readjust to the dark. Okay. Two. What if you miss it? Then you're fucked. <laughs> Todd will always be a fucking awful boyfriend. Todd's going to be a scrub forever. Two, close your eyes while wishing. Okay. If you get lucky enough to see a shooting star, close your eyes before wishing. Then say, starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I may, this wish I wish tonight. That's big cricket. That's Jiminy talking. This old rhyme is rumored to make your wish come true. Big cricket to the core, man. (laughs) Three, don't tell anyone your wish. Oh, yeah? If you tell your wish, it's less likely to come true. That's true. If you're stargazing with a friend, say the wish in your head so that they won't hear it. And then look at them and like, mm, I'll never tell. I'll never tell that I wish your smile was nicer. <laughs> I wish Todd wouldn't hurt me. Oh, if my heart. Yeah. If you're they al- have an okay relationship. Okay, good, good, good. If you're alone, you can say it out loud, but make sure that no one else is around. Okay. Four, look for a bright star if you can't find a shooting star. Wait, wait. I'm going to back up. What if there was, like, one raccoon? <laughs> what if What if you're out there in the middle of nowhere and you're like, oh, finally, I'm alone. I can say my wish out loud so it will fully come into effect and there's just one raccoon. I wish Todd would give me that good dick. <laughs> and the raccoon's like, you don't get it, girl. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, no. no. 
Okay, if you get unlucky and can't find a shooting star, look for the brightest star you can find and wish on that instead. I don't think that will work. While bright stars aren't as legendary as shooting stars and granting wishes, it's worth a shot. (laughs) And the final step. (laughs) It's worth a shot. Anything's worth a shot. Look at a highway. Are there car headlights? Wish on that. Fucking who cares? Five, last step, believe in your wish. Uh. Wishes only come true if you believe in them. I believe Todd can give me that good dick. (laughs) After you make your wish, keep thinking about it when you get home. Okay. The more positive energy you put into your wish, the more likely it is to come true. And think about it when you go to bed and as you masturbate and as you fall asleep after post-masturbating. If you come on a wish, then it's definitely going to come true. (laughs) What if, I guess you just have to like wish as the shooting star drops. If you're out there in a field jerking it. If you come. If you come while you see the star, you're about to come, close your eyes, you make your wish, you jizz everywhere. (laughs) I wish Todd wasn't a big, awful man. And then your wish comes true. Yeah. Todd's a raccoon now. (laughs) He's in the tree. And you're in love forever. Oh. Wait, did I tell you that um, we had three baby raccoons under our deck? No. And a big, fat mama. Babies. And, well... We're asshole landlords now because we de- they definitely left and we definitely fucking put up a fence so they couldn't get back in. Oh. Well, we have a small dog who those raccoons could beat up. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's how to wish on a star. Now you know. Well, Allison, I'm happy to tell you the next meteor shower in BC is December 22nd. I will be making a wish and masturbating outside of the city with my friend raccoon somewhere. Nice. I'm putting it in my calendar right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So let's do predictions for the ultimate episode. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it going to be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Can I Put out a plea deal. Okay. You are rich in points. Yeah. I am not. I'm one point You want to do this prediction? And Vince Gilligan did me dirty. He sure did. He did me dirty in front of me dad. (laughs) And that's you. And I don't respect his choices. Okay. So can I have this chance to catch up? I will will grant you this. That was my first question. I did masturbate out in front of the stars yesterday. So oh, thank okay. you. Great, great, great. Thank you. But it was just a bright star, not a it shooting star. It was just a bright star. But you know so. what? It still came true. Uh, well, it's going to come true, too. Oh, God. Nice. I'm the raccoon. <laughs> okay, give me the description or give me that the name of oh, the episode. Fuck. Yeah, you oh, have to do it. Now. Um, it's okay. So, season seven, episode 22, the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate. Ultimate episode. Yeah. Titled Requiem. You didn't even need to look at that. You knew. Yeah. Can I just put, take my prediction that I used for this episode and plop it on that one? Well, you know what? Because half of your prediction was there was a two-parter. It was a two-parter. And... Um, Unless you're predicting that the next one... No. No, but, but it wouldn't I, be I want to cry, cry check. You want cry... Okay, half a one for cry check. One for... Half a cry, for cry check. And then half for Mulder's in trouble and Scully has to fix it. Okay. Yeah. That's um, it. And then if you get both those half points, we, we tie. will tie. And then we will feed each other a Mr. Choco Bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. 
and we'll take pictures. Yeah. And you know what, Space Cadets, you don't have to masturbate in front of the stars to wish that because it will happen. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm done. Yeah. Are you done? I'm done. Let's go watch the ultimate episode of season seven of The X-Files, Allison. Okay. Until next time, the truth Truth is out out there. Boop. I wish the raccoons were back. They understood me. I love raccoons. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.